On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 6, Episode 10, The Winds of Winter. We watch as Cersei Lannister fully embraces her ultimate power. Chris gives us his take on the new Game of Thrones trailer, and we say goodbye to so many important characters, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey guys, welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is Season 6, Episode 10, Winds of Winter. I, of course, am Sims. My partner Sheedy's here. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good. And we also have a uh, guest in-house, Nick. Special guest, Nick. Friend from uh, college. Hey, what's up, Nick? What's up, guys? Excited to be here. Yep. First Excited time, to have you. First time guest. Uh, but we're, I think we'll get you again. We're going to make you a reoccurring guest. Nice. Oh, yeah. Recurring. It's recurring. Oh, yeah. He gets mad at me. Is it reoccurring or is it recurring? Recurring. Recurring. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> recurring <laughs> means the same thing happens over and over again, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The same moment. Yeah. That's true. There you go. Fair Nick's, enough. Nick's a smart man. <laughs> smart man. All right, well, welcome aboard, Nick. We're looking forward to having you. I'm, I'm a little regretful. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot to cover here. Um, we're going to start out. So Sheedy just went on a short spring break trip, right? Yeah, it was like a quick four days in Florida, and it was uh, the entire uh, mentality of the trip was how much money could we save. Nice. I got a $109 round trip ticket to florida on spirit airlines and if you've never tr- flown spirit they pack you in tight <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of sardines in there. nick you ever been on spirit yeah i'm too fat for spirit i'm i'm too fat for spirit <laughs> i'm too tall and fat for spirit they pack you in tight and uh we stayed one night at a motel six the next night we crashed on marco island with a friend who lives down there so that was free and the third night we slept in a walmart parking lot 24-hour walmart <laughs> And uh, if it's 24 hours, there's actually a bunch of like campers sleep in the Walmart. So we slept amongst uh, some interesting folks. Our neighbors That's were quite. It, it was wild. <laughs> were you guys I, like tailgating with them? Or? No, no. I went and used the bathroom in the Walmart and came back out. And uh, I didn't sleep. I slept probably 20 minutes. I felt severely unsafe. And also, it was hot. It yeah, was but, so hot. It's yeah. it kind of sucked. Unless you left the car running with the AC on, you're... that's just a crackhead's dream. He would have joined anything. <laughs> he would have taken us. Uh, but no, it was fun. It was fun. What uh, you saw some gators down there? Some gators in like on like the street, on this thing called like Gator Alley. We drove through the Everglades. We saw uh, a gator in the water too. When we went for an airboat ride, the airboat guy just stopped. He's like, "Oh, we got a gator right here. You guys want to check that out?" We checked out. It was really awesome. Yeah. Do not regret that. You saw some turtle gators too. <laughs> yeah, uh, we went to this. It was not a zoo, but it was like a really kind of shanty gator place. And they had some other animals besides gators. And the best was this pen, and it said turtles. And it was just filled with gators. And we were like, where are the turtles? <laughs> They're in the bellies, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The turtles are gone. I think the turtles is just the food. <laughs> it was what they said, the food for the gators. Yeah. Um, so we actually um, wanted to cover a little bit about your background. So um, you coached at Walter Payton Prep. Yep. And guys, then, we have two football guys on right yeah, now. Yeah, so we might be uh, turning yeah. into a football podcast yeah. this week. We didn't we didn't let any of our viewers or listeners know. But, uh, it's all right. And then also at uh, Proviso West. Proviso West, uh, Mather High School, and Chicago Bulls College Prep. Okay, nice. Coached high school football for 16 years now. Nice. What's your own career like? What, what did you do uh, football-wise when you were young? Uh, when I was, so I, I don't know if you... People can't see me, obviously, on the podcast, but uh, I'm 5'7", about 225 pounds. So I had to be a, a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> be, Go get like, it. Mentally insane, like trying to hurt people all the time, like yeah. no mercy, no letdown, that kind of 
you know, crazy stuff. I'm going to try to not yell into the mic, but yeah, I was, uh, I had to be <laughs> Do it. a crazy person because I'm not that big. So. Big football guy. Yeah. I'm, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we actually, uh, actually, I don't know if I told the listeners, but I'm coaching uh, freshman linebackers at St. Rita now, so, you know, maybe we might run into each other at some point yeah. in time. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah congrats on that, by the way. Oh, That's thank crazy. you. Yeah, thank that'd you. be a lot of fun. And Chris, I mean, who knows? Maybe someday you'll be... Uh be getting the big call, you know, be a deep yeah. coordinator. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's the right. plan. Yep. That's the plan. Little Greg Williams, little bounty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've had so many bounties. <laughs> they call me Bounty Gate. <laughs> this would be beautiful. So, uh, so that's kind of you got like a good. So you think you'd be a good leader in Westeros, huh? You'd yeah. be more. You'd be more military. Oh uh, yeah. You I, think I'm, you'd be like a Robert Baratheon? Yeah, because I'm fat and bearded. That's, <laughs> that's harsh, but uh, yeah, no, no. I just mean like military yeah, minded. I, I tell well before the thing I break the kids on is uh, rip off their head, shit, shit down their necks, kill them all, like uh, sort them oh, out. Fuck. Yeah, good. And, uh, <laughs> that's nice I, and wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I tell them, and then we all break on MBK, which is natural born killers. So nice. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, I think I could. Uh, Enjoy being a military guy in Westeros. That'd be an For easy sure. transition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've already got the yeah. you've already got the mindset. The heads are coming off, <laughs> shitting yeah. down throats. Uh, yeah. So we also speaking of shitting down throats, <laughs> we wanted to cover kind of an unfortunate documentary before we dove into Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So uh, leaving Neverland. Leaving another. Not, not, wow. Neverland. Not, not the Netherlands. Not the Netherlands. Leaving Neverland. the Netherlands. <laughs> that's that's another documentary. That's another yeah. documentary. That's, that's a, much that's easier. a wider documentary. Yeah. Leaving uh, Neverland. Got wooden shoes and shit. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Leaving Neverland was. I didn't. I actually didn't see it. I saw the recap oh, of it. Okay. And it turns out that these guys put forth some evidence about Michael Jackson. Well, so Michael Jackson, as we all know, in 2005 was, was accused. Was accused and of acquitted. touching little boys. He was acquitted. He also settled out of court in another case. Um, really sad. Like one of the kids had cancer and ended up like dying and stuff. But um, in this new HBO documentary, Leaving Never- Neverland. Jesus. I can't say that. <laughs> Neverland. It's two words. Neverland. Never yes. Um, Maybe two, just stop saying the title. <laughs> two more accusers came out, and they really give like in-depth details they on what happened. They verified a lot of stuff. Yeah. They, they go into detail about how Michael Jackson touched them and like watched them, masturbated to them and stuff. It was like it was really grueling, fucked up stuff. Yeah. But um, as you know, we do like to give some uh, recommended reading or recommended watching, so I recommend listeners... Check that out. It's definitely worth your time watching. Yeah, it's very timely and very similar to the R. Kelly documentary that came out because R. Kelly's mm-hmm. documentary now has actually kind of lit a fire that led to a conviction. Now, obviously, Michael Jackson won't be doing jail time anytime soon yeah. on account of the death. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 kind of weird stuff to watch because I mean it's been a reoccurring joke for years. But I think after he was acquitted, a lot of people Re- felt stop a saying reoccurring recurring jokes for many years. <laughs> but after he was acquitted, I think a lot of people felt guilty. You know. Because uh, it was like, oh, I guess he might not have done it. The evidence wasn't there. Yeah. But not guilt. Uh, I think innocence doesn't always mean not guilty. I mean, look at OJ, Casey Anthony. Yeah. They were found innocent. Yeah. doesn't mean they're not guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think with, uh, and you see how things have changed just even with like the Michael Jackson stuff. A lot of the same information, like I remember being a little kid like in 94 when it like first came out that like the allegations first came out that he was molesting children and that first thing came around. Yeah, it was on the news, but there wasn't like this outrage of everyone saying we should boycott Michael Jackson or Mm -hmm. any of that kind of stuff. It kind of 
moved along. Even like the Cosby stuff, everyone knew Bill Cosby was doing that stuff. It was kind of a joke. I remember seeing a joke about him doing stuff with women like 98. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, now we're saying no more. Well, it was like there was always the big culture of everyone's going to jump behind the celebrity. And now it's almost the opposite where, you know, the mass population are really jumping on board with the accusers and stuff. Now, you know, whether that's good or bad, I I guess that's decided in the court of law. But, um, you know, so heavy stuff there. Heavy swell. Heavy heavy stuff there. Deep, deep stuff. We will uh, jump into. So there's a new trailer that came out last week. Oh yeah, um, and it was for Huge. lack of better words, just massive. Finally, we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for yes. the damn trailer. Yes, and and so much to pack in. So we'll break it down now. We'll dive into that. Yeah, Chris, you run through this. So it starts out. Arya is bloody and in a panic, which really makes me super nervous seeing that because it's all dark. It looks like no one's there to help her out. She's kind of running. She's breathing heavy, um, and then she like kind of talks about seeing death and stuff like that. But my take on that: the monologue's very cocky. It and is. then it's her just like, ah! <laughs> exactly. She's so confident, and then everything just goes to shit. But What's your my take? take on that is Arya's the last person left in Winterfell after the battle because it looks like no one's there with her. Yeah, and why is she still there? Maybe I, it's battle-separated people and there was a mass retreat. Well, maybe that, or maybe she's trying to like take out a hit on the Night King. Oh, Could she steal? A, could she take the face of a, of a walker? I mean, I'm sure that she could, but, like, the thing is, like, <laughs> the Night King's, like, one of those green seers, you know, kind of, like, he would yeah. know. He's all-knowing, yeah. 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 And, was it, and when you kill a White Walker, they just shatter into glass, so it's kind of hard to cut yeah. their face Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's a good point. That's, that's true. Point. She'll, you think there's potential that, I'm sure in that battle there will be deaths, but it, let's say, like, Grey Worm dies in that battle. I don't consider that a major death. I consider it a significant, but not major. If Arya dies, That's that major. is a major death. That is major. Uh, I, I mean, I think she goes down because someone's got to stay in Winterfell to allow the rest of the people to flee, right? So, like, yeah, Arya, finally, she goes on this long journey, finally makes it back home. I think it's fitting that she dies there, although I would hate to see it. But I think it would. I think it would. It would suck to watch, but also it would like be fine with me. You know what I mean? In terms mm-hmm. of being a fan of the show and needing that clean rap. And maybe I'm going into too much of the fan theory stuff, but isn't she in the crypts too? It looks like she's in the crypts. You know, and c- couldn't they just raise everyone in the crypts of Winterfell? Oh shit, and that's dark. It's just out there. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. You know what I'm maybe saying? she went down there to just... light them on fire before the Night King could do that, and then he she gets trapped. You know, now you're fighting the yeah, entire fuck. like army of dead freaking Starks. Stark yeah. <laughs> Ned's back so in a big way. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, that is hot. That's that, a hot that, take. That would be, that'd be fucked up. Dead Ned. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Dead Ned, headless horseman. Uh, and then from there, we have like a lot of ready for battle shots. So uh, you see like Jorah on horseback, ready right? For battle. Right. Grey Worm's there. Grey like, Worm, Brianna uh, Tarth, and Podrick. Podrick at the front yeah, lines. Yeah. So you see, all the favorites are really there in Winterfell at uh, the front. Man, that's a little nerve wracking. So everyone's everyone's ass is on the line at this point. Uh, we then we see three ships of the Iron Fleet just kind of sailing. Who is the guy on that fleet? It looks now, like old Jamie. Now, okay, so here's here's what's going on. So the scene first is three ships of the Iron Fleet on those uh, flags on those banners. There's no red eye, so those have to be Theon going to rescue Yara or something, right? Is that him with the hair and the? And armor? then they switch, and then there's 
um, a lot more than three ships that you can see out in the background of the Iron Fleet, and you see the Red Eye sigil on those flags. So they tried to make it seem like it was the same ships, but it's not. It's two different fleets. So who's that boy with the good hair? So that is uh, the captain of the, well, speculated to be the captain of the Golden Company. Fighting for Cersei. Yeah. Because remember, all those soldiers were in there in gold armor and stuff. If, If the Night King wins the Battle of Winterfell, and there's three episodes left, I, I just don't see how we get a clean break on who's going to lead, the, who's going to be on the throne at the end, unless the Night King battle and the Cersei battle all wraps itself up within one. My initial thought was that John eventually will defeat the Night King and then he'll head south with Daenerys to fight Cersei. See, I think I think John gets defeated by the Night King, flees south, and then all Cersei of a has sudden, no choice. all of a sudden, he's in between two opposing armies, and then he battles both, has both to. directions. Oh, that's going to be hot. It's going to be sad. (laughs) Everyone's going to fucking die. Uh, And then from there, we have a scene of Ed Tullet, Tormund, and um, Beric Dondarrion. So they're confirmed alive. I forgot that's Ed Tullet down there. Yeah. Yeah. That was huge. The three of them are confirmed alive. A lot of suspicions since last episode with with the wall coming down. So... They seem to be in some sewage system, like kind of hiding in some tunnels. Maybe there are a tunnel system underneath the walls? It's... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just glad Tormund's alive. I, I that love story had to happen. Yeah, him and Brienne. Yeah, we need, yeah. Like, we, need, need that. we need, we uh, need, gi- we need Giants Bane babies. <laughs> we need Giants Bane babies. That's I, that's how the Giants come back to life. It's Tormund and Brienne. That's right. Hot take. Hot take. I'm in. I'm yeah, in. Too. Uh, then we have a quick scene with Cersei chilling at the docks of King's Landing. She kind of has like a smirk on her face. Kyborn's with her. Kyburn's there. The mountains there. So that's kind of expected to be the Golden Company arriving with Euron. Right. Uh, Later, she has longer hair, right? Mm-hmm. She's got like more of a she's working on her like nineties mullet, shoulder, shorter shoulder length, length and it. she has tears in her eyes. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know, but she's also smirking. So it's it's almost like a smirk, like oh, I'll be all right. Yeah, it's all right. So I think you, so not. you had a speculation on this one, actually. Did I? Oh, I think it's her officially ordering a hit on Jamie. I think it's once John's army gets backed <laughs> up. I think it's gonna be later in the season when we see that face from her, and it's gonna be. Uh, Let's all right. Now's the time. We gotta attack John's army, and if Jamie's with him, kill him too. It's fucked up. Do you think there's gonna be a time jump during the season, like a significant time jump? We got two month, three month, four month later type thing. Year later. Yeah, maybe. Could be. Could be. Because I mean, if you're traveling all the way from Winterfell and eventually end up in King's Landing, that's a long ways to go. Could be a little time jump. Yeah, I mean, remember when Robert and Ned went in season one down the King's Road? I mean, that took them. It was supposed to be a significant, yeah, supposed to be a significant travel. Um, and then from there, Sansa sees dragons for the first time. Yeah, and also there's that little boy who's, or is that Bran who's looking on the? Uh, no, so it's a little marching. boy, but it's a, it's like a flashback to the he's scene a climber. with, uh, with Bran, Bran yeah. when Robert and all them first got to King or to Winterfell. Yeah. So that's cool. A little callback. Little I callback. feel like there's going to be a lot of those yeah. in season eight. Yeah. Um, from there, John visits the crypts with Danny. Right. A lot of John and Danny doing couples things. They <laughs> yeah. have a picnic. <laughs> they go. They go to the movies. I think too, John. There's some ins- in- insinuation in the crypt that he's looking at Ned's statue defeated. I think it's him. Or at Liana's too. I think it's that's just after he finds out. That's the thing. What's it like? What's he doing down there? Is he visiting Ned? Is he visiting? Liana? I think it's more of like a why, guys. Why didn't you ever tell me? Yeah, yeah. 
But then would like would Danny accompany him down there if they know that they're related? Well, because like, remember it's... what John says to Baelish: only Starks are supposed to be in the crypts unless invited. Remember when he says yeah. Baelish, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. So I think it's more of a uh, like she's kind of with him. She knows she's his aunt. They're past that, obviously. And I think they're. I think they're together. <laughs> they got past it pretty quickly. Huh? I think they're together. <laughs> I think they're together. They're going to be a couple, and then there's uh, the, the dragon scene, for instance. The yeah. two dragons kind of neck down, and it looks like Danny is teaching John how to ride the dragon. Which would be wild. I was expecting, like, an Ace Ventura moment when they find out. Oh, yeah, where yeah. he's, like, plunging his face, <laughs> and he's drinking the toothpaste, burning his clothes. Yeah. Finkel is Einhorn! Einhorn is Finkel! Einhorn's a man! Oh! I would be so flustered. Like, it, like I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. That would be weird if your girlfriend is your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. They throw things off. It might throw up a little bit. Might throw up a little bit, yeah, and I think <laughs> I think just a little bit, uh, but I but I think they think they keep dating. It, it, I think like we made like we've inferred Danny is pregnant with his child, right? Mm-hmm. The commercial doesn't verify anything on that front, but it's a pretty strong indication. And then I think she teaches him how to ride a dragon in the trailer. Uh, I think that's what that is. I think he's gonna drive. What, what's is. that dragon's name? Ray uh, Ray Gal. It's named Ray after Gal. his dad. So yeah. Ray Gal. She will drive. She will ride Drogon. Mm-hmm. And then Viserys is uh, Viserion. Viserion is, is he's a bad boy now. He's, he's got blue eyes. Yep. Uh, from there, Gendry is like the head blacksmith at Winterfell, which means hella dragon glass weapons, which is good. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't even think that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because that now, like, remember they have a ton of it from Dragonstone now. So. Right. That maybe they have a fighting chance with that. If you have like dragon glass arrows and fire volley at the White Walkers, that's got to be pretty effective. I yeah. would imagine. Yeah, because if you kill a White Walker, the the whites that are following them die. Exactly. There's not as many White Walkers unless they're like hiding out. Hiding out. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the baby from Caster's Keep is now like six years old, and he's like. Yeah, yeah. We actually, we actually touched on that. Like, we were like, do the do the White Walkers like accelerate growth? Because you never see like yeah. teenage White Walkers. Yeah. But all the male babies from Crasher's Keep kind of came over. I gotta believe that that I mean, it's gonna come. I think, of course, the battle will take forever, uh, in throughout the season. But I, you gotta believe by season four or five, I'd say five is when the Night King finally falls by John's sword by John's episode, blade. Episode five. Sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, I think in episode five, John will finally kill the Night King, and uh, and I think once he kills the Night King, there'll be an epic scene of all those things dropping. But by that point, there'll be so much loss of life. I do believe the Night King dies by John's blade, and I do believe there is a final battle amongst humans for the throne. Okay, that's just my personal. There's nothing to support that. Well, we we're gonna have our official predictions on the season eight prep episode. That's true. So, yeah. Very Save exciting. Save those. <laughs> Instagram yeah. live. Yeah. All right, and then uh, from there, battle ready. Everyone, Grey Worm and Masandi make out a little bit. Right. Um, Harry Strickland is received in the throne room, and it looks like he's next to like someone in a long black dress, which is probably just one of Euron's like long trench coat things. Yeah, uh, you can't really tell from the angle that we got. Euron's a rock and roll guy, dude. He looks good. Yeah, he he looks good. He's got his eyeliner on. He's ready to rock. Leather and stuff. There's a good. There's a little Theon action. Very little Tyrion. Just a quick cut of Tyrion. Yeah. I think Tyrion. So I rewatching this episode. Tyrion loves Daenerys. Yes. He loves Daenerys, and I think he hates Jon Snow for it. And I believe that the relationship between Tyrion and the Snows and the Starks will not be positive at the end. I believe Tyrion might get in the way, and I th- I, I'm now predicting that a Stark will kill Tyrion because he's being bad. I, mean, I think he'll try to undermine John. There's a part of me, like, this is my Tyrion thing. I, I think it's going to come out that he also is a Targaryen. Oh, that'd be interesting. 
because I've heard that like, theory as well. Wh- like, I mean, who? I thought you were going to drop some. They showed John touch the dragon. Yeah. Right. Right. And they showed Tyrion go up to the dragon. Like those are the only two. And they didn't kill him. You know, they didn't. They didn't kill him, and that was like, you know. I think why have that scene. If there's no relation there, right. no relation there. I thought that. you were gonna say Tyrion was like diddling kids. You were gearing up for like a, <laughs> you were gearing up for like a leaving Neverland yeah. type thing. You're like, this he is my. Is, I think Tyrion is a pervert. Yeah. Tyrion's going to the Netherlands. And yeah, yeah that, kids. Well, that's yeah. what happens to Varys. Yes, everyone just is like, we can't have Varys around anymore. Yeah. Some scandal comes out about him and the children, and it's yeah. like Varys, Varys is Varys, no man. longer his little birds, man. His little birdies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie pleads his case to fight against the White Walkers and a great scream. Great battle, Jamie. Yeah, and we t- we actually touched on this in our production meeting, but um, we think that Brienne's going to have to vouch for Jamie because John he he is pre- clearly who he's talking to in that scene. You don't see him, but it's John. It's him to John probably. saying, "Like, listen, I'm here to fight for you guys. I know Cersei flaked. I'm not. Yeah. I'm a man of honor now. Listen, I know I kind of had a lot to do with Ned's killing. I know I had a lot to do with uh, what else did he do? Um, Rob the Red Wedding. Yeah, the Red Wedding. And I also know that I pushed Bran out that window. But now it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I changed. I'm a different man. I just can't wait till Bran, like, because he's not only going to drop that knowledge on John and Danny, but he's going to see Jamie and be like, "You son of a," he's going to wheel up to him so quick, like, get over here. <laughs> but like, Bran's so far detached. He's gone. From himself, yeah. like, he's he gone. doesn't care. He'll so just like, be like, "You pushed me out the window." He's Jamie's like, "I'm sorry, but whatever." He's the three-eyed raven now. That's all he is. Yeah, that's yeah. all he is. Bran, Bran's dead. Bran is gone. Um, John and Danny visit Regal and Drogon. We talked about that. Um, Brienne and Pod appear to be leading the Knights of the Vale. Which crazy choice? They're not on horseback, which kind of makes me nervous. Why are Why aren't the Knights of the Vale on horseback? We see Jorah, we see Brienne, we see Pod, and we see Grey Worm at that battle. Mm-hmm. There has to be more high ranking people than that, right? John has to be involved. Yeah, John will be Arya. involved. I imagine um, um, the Wildlings. I mean, uh, Torment if he makes it back by that point. Or is it like Avengers Endgame, where there's like three different battles going that's on, the question. and they have yeah. like, you know, different people at everyone, and that's like Team B? It could be. Yeah. That would have to be they a would, team. Well, yeah, they'd probably have some uh, forces inside Winterfell defending in case they lose and have to fall back. And are they using any strategy, you know? Is John kind of like when they they were trying to do with... um. Ramsey, is yeah. there going to be strategic moves, they or is it just to. let's battle, they let's fight? You they can't beat them in a one-on-one. No, yeah, it's you need some uh, interference coming from. The and room. you have to tactically use the dragons as well. Yeah, because so. yes. you can't lose another dragon. Yeah. In oh, it's game over. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Droga, Drogon is named after Call Drogo, right? Yeah. And Viserys, Viserion is named after the brother. Mm-hmm. Call Drogo did kill her brother. So that's an interesting thing to remember. Oh, a, little, a little deepness yeah. there. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then uh, right at the end, the White Walker horse walks up. You like that's that. That's where the trailer ends. Right. <laughs> so interesting stuff. Really got me pumped up for the new season. Oh, yeah. Me too. We, we, we needed it. It's There had been a lot of teasing from the uh, showrunners and stuff. And uh, photos. Photos and stuff. We needed the trailer. We're uh, four days away from a month away. And uh, yeah. can't wait. And uh, speaking of photos, we have a new cover photo that we're going to... New cover photo. A uh, friend of the pod, Sarah, made it for us. Uh, it's a beautiful cover photo. Me and Chris's heads are put on... Uh, Jamie and... John, John Snow. Yeah. King of the North. Very yeah. cool. We'll release that on... Tomorrow. <laughs> today. Today. Airs. Yeah. True. Well, this drops tomorrow. Technically, it's Monday. Today's Sunday. Right. But I'm saying, like... Today, when, when they listen... Oh, yeah, wow. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> Super professional. Super <laughs> professional. Uh, yeah. What do you say we happen to this review? Yeah. And we'll... I mean, yeah. Well, I probably won't add too much on the review. Um, 
just because I feel like we're going to dive into the segments pretty hard. So I'll let yeah. you season carry six us through episode this. ten. The wins a winner. Well, I'll run the review. You know, yeah. drop your drop your two cents. Uh, so this episode starts uh, with uh, everyone's. Oh, so this is such a hard scene to break down. It's like a twenty minute continuous scene, mm-hmm. but it's basically it's Cersei's trial with the Sept and the High Sparrow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for her crimes, her Marjorie's already atoned for hers, but it's Cersei and Loras's time for atonement. Uh, for amongst uh, in front of the gods, everyone's kind of getting ready. The bells are dinging. Everyone begins showing up. And before you continue, it's important to remember that this is actually a classic trial. Uh, because Tommen outlawed the trial by combat. Yeah. Tommen so, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Tommen sucks. Well, he, yeah. he, we'll see what happens. We discussed him. that if, if, if Tywin Lannister stayed alive, he would have been great with Tommen. Because Tommen was moldable. And he got molded by all the wrong... The high spirit. Yeah. It's like giving Play-Doh to an idiot. You know, he's going to make dicks every time. <laughs> but I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, I thought it's like that his attraction to Marjorie would push through some of that. You know, you'd think mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to I, I bang Marjorie, so I'm going to get her out of the, yeah. you know, the, the situation. You thought mm-hmm. that'd be a little bit stronger. Turns he's got, out, he's a, he's a man of faith. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a whole host. He's got the strongest host in the Seven Kingdoms of, of military at, at his fingertips. Yeah. He was afraid to spill blood in the Sept, which I get that, but at the same time, it's like your mom and your girlfriend are on the line. Yeah. Coward. More so the girlfriend, but yeah. Yeah, mostly the girlfriend. You know, Cersei's evil. Um, so uh, all the Tyrells except Lady Olenna are there. Uh, what's the uncle's name, the Lannister? Uh, Kevin Lannister. Kevin Lannister's Lannister. there. The High Sparrow's there. Marjorie Loris are there. Mace Tyrell. Mace Tyrell. Uh, Lanny. Lanny Land. One of our favorite. Lance Lannister. What, what a character he's been. So they're all there showing up. Uh, Pycelle. Uh, gets done with a hooker because he always starts his morning off Doesn't with a hooker. Doesn't rude. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> what kind of... You know, this is where I gotta say capitalism is good. Uh, Seven Kingdoms can learn a thing or two. He, he might be one of the biggest pieces of shit in the entire show. And that's oh, yeah. saying something. Oh, yeah. That's it. Because at least Ramsey would have paid. <laughs> Ramsey and Joffrey were yeah. men of, of financial uh, means. So Pycelle then gets like a, a little kid runs up to him, whispers in his ear, and I think he thinks that the king is in trouble, I think. So he starts following that kid. Uh, Loras is brought before the Sparrow. Loras confesses his crimes and then also says he agrees to, I guess, take the faith in a way. Mm-hmm. And they start cutting a little uh, the High Sparrow symbol in his head. Or I guess it's more the, the, uh, the seven-pointed seven, star. Seven pointed star. And uh, Mace Tyrell is immediately shook by this because now he's lost all heirs. Yeah. Because technically Marjorie is a female and technically Loras has given up all claims. And also, like, Marjorie is also queen of the Seven Kingdoms now, right? So she can't even yeah. be present at... Um, at High Garden to like take a lord to wife or to husband, I guess. Yeah. How do you say that to marriage? What would you say there? You wouldn't say to wife. To whatever. Netherlands. Netherlands. So Cersei still hasn't left yet. Uh, Tom is like he kind of does like his final like let's do this. Turns around in the mountains like not going anywhere, bud. <laughs> this is what we were talking about before we started recording. Is sometimes that old line is impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. And Tom is not getting past. Yeah, no chance. No, Cersei's got all day in the pocket because the mountain is just keeping <laughs> keeping that pocket clean, right? He's, just try, he's protecting that blind side. Yeah, I, I'd love to see him play football. To be honest with you, the mountain. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, well, the actor actually just like broke his own personal record for I think deadlifting. How much did he lift? Do you have any ago? any idea? I don't know, I but it's it was an over, outrageous. I've amount. seen like him do over a thousand pounds. It's so, unbelievable. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's the strongest man in the world. He's literally a mountain. That's like a fitting nickname. The pictures of him next to his girlfriend are just outrageous. And you would think the that girlfriend girl. is like only 4'11", but like she's like 5'8", 5'7". Yeah. 
And he's just and massive. Fit. Yeah. yeah. He's a massive boy. Yeah. Um, so Cersei hasn't left yet. Tom, and again, the mountain says, nope. Uh, and Marjorie's pissed because she's starting to, like, notice, like, yo, Cersei's a no-show. Like, what the fuck? And she also goes up to land. Uh, so Marjorie's pissed about that. And then the High Sparrow goes to land, and he goes, well, if the Queen Mother doesn't want to go to her own trial, go make her, you know? Mm-hmm. Go get her. Uh, so Lanny goes outside, uh, and he sees a kid, and he chases. I don't. What what is the kid doing? Where Lanny's like, "Hey." Well, I think the kid was waiting for the perfect time to go set off the wildfire. Right, but why did Lannister feel the need to chase that kid? Well, what was the kid doing? Just causing hijinks? I think it's because he ran the he ran away and as soon as he walked he, why out. why is he in this area right now kind and also of is Lancel Lancel profiling remember he's been at court so like he knows like those little kids are used to be very suspicious oh and that's stuff, true so, like yeah. so he's wondering if this kid's got intel and he's gonna yeah. go red on him and Lancel probably thinks that he's a he's a spy for Cersei right uh, and it's gonna impinge on his ability or infringe I should say on his ability to go get her the, the other thing like when you like, if you'd never seen the episode before, the music sets a tone. Though. Beautiful oh, man, piano. So oh, that's important. So I'm, I'm really happy you said that. It's like, it's not going to be good. All right, let's yeah. like, I'm I'm worried for. But you're just like now. sitting on the edge of your seat. Just this riveting. is a 20 minute scene with this pian- beautiful piano solo throughout, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 he's absolutely right. That it really sets up that something's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Cersei says a whole word, like even a word throughout any scene that she's in. No, she just is, uh, she's just very um, deliberate in her actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pycelle then is finally led to that basement where Kyborn kind of hangs out, uh, and all those kids just start stabbing the shit out of him. Just, just, just shanks just all over. Him. Oh my god. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, Shawshanked <laughs> all over. Kyborn even kind of says, he's like, I'm sorry, you know, after all your contributions to the Seven Kingdoms, that this is how it's going to go down. Keep in mind, Kyborn is a long serving maester. He was there for the Mad King. Yeah. Well, Pycelle, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Maester Pycelle. To go down like that is yeah. insane, yeah. you know? He, he was past his time, though. Yeah. Kyburn got saved by, you know... Uh, Jamie, right? Back at the... Uh, and Rob. Yeah. Rob yeah, Stark. Rob Stark oh, yeah. Him. yeah. You know? It's like... Then, like, I rewatching it, I was like, I totally forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this guy really went down the fucking wrong end. Jesus. <laughs> I think he... Like most characters in the show, he found a path to power through Cersei yeah. Lannister. And now he is the top maester in yeah. the Seven Kingdoms, except for, of course, the guys at the Citadel, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's technically not a maester, but he's in that Grand yeah. Maester role. Yeah, because even then they said, he, when they've saved him, he's like, I did some weird experimental shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very uh, 1940s-esque in his experimenting on humans <laughs> yeah. and shit. Uh, you going to say something, Chris? No. Oh, Loras chases that kid through the sewer. Uh, the kid kind of kind of shanghai's him. He kind of goes left. Loras goes right. Kid comes back around, and these children in in, in the Seven Kingdoms are handing out shanks in this episode. Yes. Shanks <laughs> Loras right in the back. Shores goes. So Loras go, or uh, I'm sorry, Lanny. Lanny Land goes down. Uh, Lancel gets shanked by this kid. Uh, goes down in a heap, uh, and there's still no Cersei in the Sept. Um, and and Lancel looks up and he's like, "Holy shit! There's wildfire all over." Everywhere. And also the the placement of the stab from the little kid is like he paralyzed him. Yeah, speaking of football, man, he'd be a great pass rusher. That kid, quickness, he hit him with an in and out move, and then bam, yeah. right in the ribs. Yeah, he did that little like a swim move they do. Where they kind of smack him in the back of the helmet. Different rip, baby. Yeah. Oh man. And uh, as a Vikings fan, believe me, I know all about pass rushers killing your quarterback. All year, Kirk Cousins said hike, and he'd look up and be like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So then down goes Lancel, and not only that, but the kid actually runs back for a second, which I like the directors to do this because the kid like made sure. The kid stands there for a second. He sees everything's on time. He sees Lancel's all sorts of hurt, and he's just kind of like <laughs> takes <laughs> off. He <laughs> <laughs> takes off. Um, uh, so Lancel sees the shit's no good. A lot of cuts at this point. Uh, he starts crawling, crawling slowly, very slowly to that mm-hmm. wildfire because he he sees a candle's lit and that, that candle's just surrounded by just puddles of it. Uh, and Marjorie continues to know that something is up. And uh, the Sparrow, at first, is like, all right, calm these folks down. All of his little, uh, what are they called? Sparrows. Uh, mini sparrows yeah. stop everyone from leaving. They're like, no, no, this is a trial. You have to stay. But at the very end, you could see that the Sparrow is kind of like, wait a minute. Something something is weird yeah. here. What, where is everybody? Marjorie is uh, the smartest cookie in that room, too. Yeah. She's yes. like, I don't give a fuck about this trial. Like, don't you realize that Cersei's not here and Tommen's not here? Yeah. Yeah. And finally, the sparrow has a face of, oh shit, yeah. it's too late. Hell is unleashed. Lancel's eyes light up green. The wildfire ignites. The entire sept, and, and honestly, quite a few buildings around the, the entire sept, yep. which again is the religious symbol of the Seven Kingdoms, has stood for however many years, uh, blows up. Yep. And, uh, and a bell crushes some dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> the bell they, they kept it realistic. It's just yeah. like someone just got. Fuck by some him. dude yeah. walking to work just like holy shit my thought process too was like that's gonna bring the whole city into like chaos right i mean you would think to think that your own queen i'm sure they they had to have spun it in some sort of form of propaganda yeah, where yeah, cersei was okay. like oh the the bastard in the north hit it crazy yeah or, or uh yeah maybe like jet fuel cannot melt myself maybe like Planting the whole thing. Listen, out. wildfire can't melt steel bells. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay woke, stay woke, sheeple, stay woke. What do you think about that? I mean, the, the, did they spin it? You think? And again, this is a lot of inference, but they had to. I mean, who who would to. support a queen who just blew up exactly. the, the religious I think symbol? Maybe they're trying to set up though that they're so afraid of her. Like even like when I, she's in the throne room, and that is true. You know that they're so like terrified. Like, the people are standing. I there. will blow everything the fuck up. She's I'm not afraid yeah. of blowing up anything. Maybe that's what they're trying to set up. Because I don't see her like, let's work a you know political no. campaign. Let's get people in here and. That's a good point because yeah. I said in the intro, it's her showing her ultimate power, and even right. at the end, people's faces are kind of like, "This is our queen." Okay, you know, she's gonna but fuck like, us up. Also, though, the whole Tyrell host was in or around King's Landing at that point in time. Because remember, a couple episodes yeah. ago, Mace Tyrell like showed up to the set. With the squad, I'm just tossing my pen around. Chris is into it, guys. This he's, is, he's pumped. Yeah, we haven't recorded in like a week and a half, so we're back at it. We're so excited uh, to be back. But yeah, so I, I wonder, like, it, it would be cool if we got more details on what the atmosphere in King's Landing was like. After that is true. That. That's the hard part about a TV show versus a book. You know, right. you really can't. Uh, you have a limited amount of time. Limited amount of time. Yeah. You know. Uh, but so from there, we get a quick cut to Cersei. That nun, the shame nun. She's oh, yeah. fucking Sister got her, and. Uh, She's like, uh, and, and you know, she's kind of giving her with, you know, dropping wine on her face, telling her to confess, and she says something like, you know, it's going to be really bad for you. And the scepter's like, good, like, I'm ready to die. And the worst thing your captor can ever say is, you're not going to die for a while. That's <laughs> she, bad. She's like, oh, today? No. <laughs> she's like, shit. For a while. <laughs> and then the mountain comes in, and that's going to be your little bunkmate for a while, which is not good for her. I wonder what he's doing in there with her. I don't uh, think you want to know. No, <laughs> it's not. Uh, he's not deadlifting with her. You know, he's not working out with her. Yeah, he's being a bad boy. Um, and then we get a quick cut from there to Tommen, just kind of looking out the window, like, "Well, damn, my hot wife was in there." You know, and uh, at that age, I know what it's like to break up with someone and think you'll never date again. So that's probably what he was thinking. Then he takes his crown off and he's like, "I'd love to get some fresh air." 
and uh, he walks outside. But unfortunately, he's high up. And he, <laughs> quite frankly, Tom and kills himself. He jumps out the window. He commits suicide. He was, it, it, they talk about it at the end of the episode, too, like the show writers do. And they're like, at this point, like all his role models or like people he looked up to were in the sept, and he just thinks they're all gone. I think he probably thought that Cersei might have been in there, too. Um, so like he's just like he's, there's no one for him to turn to so he just jumps out the window I didn't even think of that I didn't even think of the fact that he probably thinks Cersei's in there yeah 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 I think uh, yeah he's pretty pretty depressed okay. I think he's, <laughs> yeah. he's going through like you know shit. I mean you know Maybe some Zoloft would have helped, but yeah, he's... he's... <laughs> if Kyborn could have gotten in there and pumped him full of some, like, yeah, some, some Game of Thrones time Zoloft, you know? Just a little milk of the poppy. Bit, milk, yeah. milk of the happy. <laughs> You're better now. He needed... His dopamine levels at that point were all out of way. He needed some Mountain Dew. <laughs> he needed some Mountain Dew would have done it. Mountain Dew Doritos. Um, from there, we got a little celebration, a little party up at uh, Walder Frey's house. Really exciting stuff. Him and the Lannisters are celebrating getting uh, River Run back. Uh, he's loving it. Uh, um, Jamie kind of has to be there just mm-hmm. to put on airs in a way. Um, important scene here: Jamie and Bron are having a conversation about like all the hot uh, wenches, mm-hmm. and uh, Bron's kind of jealous that the really pretty ones keep winking at Jamie. Pay attention to one of those wenches who winks at Jamie. She's not really smiling at him because she's into him. She's smiling at him like, "Ooh, there's a Lannister. I hope you stay the night here, Lannister, because I'd love to see you later on. Pay attention to that that'll come up later in the episode." Uh, also, I, did you guys notice that it just kind of seemed like all the Lannisters there were kind of in a bad mood? Like, the Freys yeah. were all pumped, but Bronn was kind of pissed off, Jamie was yeah. kind of aggravated. Well, it's because the very next conversation that Jamie has with Walder, which is, you guys have one fucking job, it's to keep that castle. Mm-hmm. Why would we have to, and Jamie gets in a fight with Walder after that, saying, like, we don't want to have to keep coming north to fix your problems. Yeah. You know? Walder brags about this alliance they have. And Jamie's argument is it's kind of one-sided. We're yeah. doing a lot of your dirty work. He's like, you're, we're, no one's afraid of the phrase. They're afraid of the Linus. Yeah. The phrase remind me of the people you were probably bunking with in Florida. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I walked into the bathroom at 2 a.m. And as I'm walking past all these cars, the smells... The difference, I imagine that's how Walder Frey's house smells. Yeah. A lot of you different got, scents you got in that crack home. coming from one trailer. <laughs> yeah, crack coming from coming one. From one of them was just shaking, and I was like, good for him. You know, he's getting it. He's getting it. Uh, but it's true. I mean, like, so Jamie gives Walder uh, a little bit of, like, clap back, and there's really nothing mm-hmm. Walder can say because the Lannisters are the power, you know? But one thing that Walder Frey does really well there is like him some, likens himself to Jamie. It's like, yeah, we're both Kingslayers. Like, people always talk about us behind our backs, but we're still sitting here successful. And Jamie does not like, like any that, of that, but yeah. he can't say that that's not true. true. Yep. You know? Right. It's kind of similar to Jamie's attitude in season one. Like, if you think about it, like, that's how he thought of himself. But, like, you've seen his character kind of change throughout oh, yeah. the season. Major yeah. character But, like, you know, but, like, that's kind of his, like, I don't give a fuck attitude he had in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how Walter Frey was. So True. So he kind of sees, like, how he used to be. Mm-hmm. Pushing kids out Zip of windows. windows. Yeah. God, God I, I wish like you pushed Bran out again. <laughs> 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 Round two on Bran. Yeah. Um, and Cersei and Kyborn have a quick moment with Tommen's body. And a, a little bit of, of like sad reality for Cersei, where she says she should, he should be with his his, his brother, his sister, and his, his grandfather, grandfather, burn his body and put it the ashes in the sept. Mm-hmm. And Kyber was kind of like, "Yeah, well, you the one you just blew up." Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I think she accepted that all her kids were gonna die, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You know what? They're dying anyway. Let me 
do what I want to do yeah. and mm-hmm. get my, my revenge. And just a quick thing that I'm thinking about now, maybe Tom and jumping out is karma, right? For, 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 for Jamie for, pushing Bran Pushing Bran, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. He that's pushes symbolic. someone's kid out and then his kid. True. You know. And Bran, a little bit stronger, only lost his legs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Tom and completely well, split. Well, Bran's in a way better position than he would have been without being the three-eyed raven. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He would, he would be dead if he wasn't the three-eyed raven. There's yeah, no way yeah. Bran survives. Yeah. Yeah. Weak yeah, ass. he'd be dead He's with like Rickon. Rickon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Gilly arrive at the, at the Citadel. Uh, Sam says he was sent by Lord Snow. The Citadel guy's like, there's no way. I mean, our, our records are still old. They show that uh, Lord Game Commander Mormont's still in charge. And mm-hmm. Sam's like, oh, you guys are way behind. Not too much about that, except Sam gets to go to the library in the Citadel. Very cool set. Uh, and Sam now can use what his greatest tool, which is his mind. Yeah. And uh, I, I give Sam a lot of shit, but I do like the character. And I'm sure he'll be pretty significant in Season 8. And I love that, just that conversation, too. Like, that guy was yeah. just such a dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't even look up when Sam first walks in and then just kind of... It's like, no, yeah, that's yeah. not right. Our I love records- when Sam is like, well... Life is irregular. And the guy just dead faces him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get the fuck yeah, out of my face. It's good comedy there. It was. Yeah. We needed some comedic relief after Tommen's jumping out windows. And yeah, people, yeah. people blown, blown up. up. <laughs> Bells are crushing innocent bystanders. And, and you could see George R. R. Martin uh, likes to set things in history too. And what I noticed is like the Citadel is kind of like set in like old Alexandria, the lighthouse right. and the oh, yeah. library oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's cool from a historical history buff standpoint yeah. it's a very pretty like set and and i love when sam gets in there and he kind of like all right this is i can't fight like john this is my contribution to the great war that's coming he sees those books and he just jays in he his peas. Yeah. he's so hyped winter came for sam right there <laughs> uh john and Do- john's hanging out with mel showing her like where the dinners used to be had and he's like I had to sit all the way over there, and like, but I was so jealous of Rob back then. John and Mel might have smanged had it not been for Davos cockblock, yeah, yeah. cockblock with that sad news. Um, but John even was like, you know, I was always used to be so jealous of Rob, and I was like, yeah, but you're more alive than Rob is, so be <laughs> less jealous. Be yeah, less. It was kind of like a whiny, like bitch moment. For yeah. It was very oh, rare yeah. bitch moment from John. He's back to young John, where he'd always be like, oh, Ned. Remember Chris? I haven't done that in a while. We used to do that yeah, all the time. Like, oh, Ned. Of course I know how to do it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember when Jamie? Oh, I wonder if that'll come up. Remember when Jamie just like fucking ripped on him early season two when he's like. I, you know, we, we do a lot of things at the wall. And he's like, oh, we already. And Jamie's yeah. just like, fuck him. He's like, have you ever even swung that sword? Or John was pissed. Um, and then Davos comes in, kind of intercepts the conversation uh, to stay with our football theme. And uh, <laughs> he tells he tells uh, John, he's like, yo, Mel killed Shireen. I found this. Mel admits to it. Mel says like, hey, but the reason John's alive is because of me. But that's sort of beside the fact because John also witnessed her burning man's raider. Mm-hmm. He now sees that she burned a child. I think John's own life means less to him than honorable choices. Mel clearly doesn't make him, and he says, "Ride south. If you return, I'll I'll have you hanged as a murderer." Yep. And Davos says, "You come back, I'll kill you myself." Yep. And Davos, this is one of the rare passionate scenes you get from Davos. But oh, he's yeah. screaming! It was great. I mean, it was good to see his range that he can get into. Um, and you know, like I'm a huge fan of Shireen, so I'm glad that like someone came in and really like gave it to Mel for that. Yeah, because they had such a great relationship too. Like that was one of the enjoyable things to see Davos and Shireen. Yeah. He said he loved her like a daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, John and Sansa have a scene. John says he's having Sansa's quarters made up, and like where mom and dad used to sleep, you know. And she's like, "Oh no, you should sleep there." He's like, "No, you're you're a Stark," and she kind of tells him like, "You're just as much a Stark as I am," you know, which is cool. 
Uh, John also questions her about like this weird Baelish thing that's going on. Yeah. And he's like, do you trust him? She's like, you'd have to be a fool to trust Baelish. And John is still kind of like, well, you still fucking have him here. She's like, I should have trusted, I should have told you about the veil. And he's like, we need to trust each other. Mm-hmm. And then she says the, the best thing that she says all episode, which is a white raven arrived from the Citadel. Just like Father always said, winner is here. Yeah, that's great. Yep. And they kind of like both look at each other and smirk a little bit. Because it's Ned, Ned, and he says like Father always said it would come. Yeah, it's cool to see them setting aside their differences because they had probably the rockiest relationship in the uh, Stark Amongst family. John and all the Starks. Because like yeah. Bran and Rob loved John. Mm-hmm. I think Rickon and Arya really looked up to John. I think Sansa mm-hmm. was always more, she always wanted to be a queen, Sansa. She always wanted that high ranking. And I think she kind of agreed with Kat. You know, she saw John as a as a bat as what he was, which was yeah. a bastard. Yeah, who was Sansa close with? Probably Rob. Sansa, was, I think, was close with any. Uh, you know, that was probably the closest she was yeah, with somebody. Because he really didn't like Arya yeah, much was, either. Yeah, yeah. No, and and honestly, she kind of sent that letter to Rob when even like uh, Maester Lewin was like, "Well, it's it's your sister's hand, but it's the queen word, yeah. the queen's yeah. words." But even you know, Arya kind of was mad that twelve year old Sansa was. Uh, yeah. So malleable. I used to hate Sansa. I oh, did too. God, she redeems herself. I mean, she Battle does. of the Bastards was her biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. redeemer. But if Sansa doesn't make herself useful in Cersei's eyes, then Joffrey's just going to torture the fuck out of her. And no, oh, I, I, I stand by it. You know, I, I mean, like to seize like before she's even with Joffrey, like that kind yeah. of yeah, like, yeah. They have yeah. to have that one girl who who you know they had to make the Starks all very good. team. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then we get a quick uh, Olena the Sand Snakes. Uh, make a big old truce. The hot one, what's up? Yeah, the hot one. <laughs> Lady Olena, though, puts all three snants. Oh, it's so good. The women are talking. You shut up, you shut up. Oh, you got anything to say? Shut up. Uh, and then they make their truce. Varys comes out, and he's selling that Danny stuff. You know, he's like, hey, I'm on my Danny bullshit. Fire you, and blood. What you think about that, you know? Uh, I want some fire and blood. So then, all of a sudden, we got a big old truce between the Sand Snakes, Danny, and uh, Lady Olena. It's a big host. Powerful alliance. I mean, you're talking about the whole south, south of the Seven yep. Kingdoms. And, and 8,000 Unsullied. Last episode, she got... um 90 ships of the Iron Fleet. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Duff so, you Rackie. have half the Iron Islands, too. on your Three sp- dragons. Yep. Yep. So, she's she, coming in. I mean, she's the favorite. She yeah. had him in the first half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's favorite. On paper, definitely. looking great. Yeah. 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 Vegas is Vegas is bullish on Danny's chances. <laughs> uh, and then Danny goes and breaks up with Daria Naharis. Uh, she tells him, she's like, you got to stay here. Keep Marine in order. Uh, but also, like, straight up, I can't be a queen with you as my husband, you know. Mm-hmm. And Dario's kind of like, why not? Like, you've already broken so many rules. Why not break one more? And she's like, quite frankly, I don't care. And she and he, Dario also says, like, I don't care if I'm just like a paramour. Like, I don't need to be your husband. That's what we yeah. needed the nun to do with Rob. So that he could <laughs> yeah. marry the Frey girl. Yeah. Well, the nurse, you're saying. That's my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, Rob's not as smart as Danny is. We know this. Yeah. Yes, that is true. That had to be a great moment for you. It was. It was a huge, huge, you know what, it's nice, it's good to see her focus on what's important, which is the Seven Kingdoms, all right, and she's single, she's back on, guys, she's back, she's back out there, she probably got a little Tinder update, she probably downloaded it again. Yeah, yeah, she's got a downloaded just for fun. Yeah. Uh, and then Tyrion and Danny I have go three to... sons. Yeah, uh, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. Oh, that actually is a hard swipe left. Uh, Tyrion and Danny do a final prep, uh, and in this part, Tyrion says there will be more men who love you. And Danny stands up and he keeps. He has that look on his face that he loves her. So I do believe Tyrion loves Daenerys. I believe this scene is a lot of evidence that Tyrion has fallen for her. Uh, and Tyrion falls so easily, so yeah. hard. 
Well, Shay. Oh, my. Yeah. Shay, the please, whore before please, Shay. no. Yeah, whore, <laughs> whore wizardry. Uh, so he's no, finally... Don't bring up Shay. <laughs> at least he's fallen for, like, a cool girl this time. But at the same time, there's, like, zero chance Danny would ever love him. You yeah. Know? I mean, I know that, like, he probably... His mindset is, like, Jon Snow only has, like, six inches on me. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like a fair trade-off. But still, dude, like, uh, no way. But he does love her, which is why I give credence to the thought that Tyrion could be a hindrance for Jon and Starks in season eight. But we'll see about that. Uh, and she names him Hand of the King. Uh, she was, gives him a little. Which was big. And another important thing in this scene is when she tells him that she broke up with Dario, a man that she truly loved and felt nothing. Yeah. Interesting. Which is that she knows what she's focused on. It's the Seven Kingdoms. She wants her throne. Or she's a sociopath. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> she's Ted Bundy, yeah. and she has nothing inside. <laughs> Time will tell. Uh, and from there, Walder Frey's eating. That hot waitress from before that smiled that Jamie comes up, serves him uh, some food. He's like, where's my family at? You know, who's he look for? Black Walder and... Uh... And the other... I those are his two sons. One of them's yeah. the gimpy one, right? Yeah. Hate those yeah. boys. And the, the lady's like, stupid oh. stupid hats. Yeah, she's yeah. like, they're here. In your fucking food. She cut them up and cooked them. And yeah. he's like, what? Made a little pie. <laughs> and that hot waitress who earlier was winking at Jamie takes off her face and it's Arya. Yep. Did you notice? I thought she looked like the actress looked like Arya a little bit. She like, did. They made it. it yeah. Like, you yeah. see, like there was a little bit of Arya. You could see it in her. And yeah. uh, when I finally realized after watching this so many times that that was Arya, and it was the same wench server yeah, as before. That was before, a good catch. It's great. And yeah. uh, watched it a few times. Verified it. Awesome job by the show writers. Because oh, yeah. Arya, of course, slits the throat here of Walder Frey. Says, "I want the last thing you to see to be a Stark." Great scene where she's just got a dead look in her eyes while he bleeds out. Mm-hmm. Gives him the same treatment that Catelyn Stark got avenges her family uh walder frey now is dead and again you remember earlier where interestingly enough she sees jamie and i think in that moment she smiled thinking oh i, I could get him too it's a little ki- two for one yeah it kind of looked like two how she one. when she was looking at uh tywin lannister yeah she was like oh, kind of yeah. like pouring there was like kind of like a similar look that she was when she was pouring the wine that's when wine. she had that knife right there yeah. and she was thinking about yeah. giving him the business mm-hmm. well no i'm sorry it was baelish that's right when baelish came and visited tywin oh yeah all oh, right yeah. she was right. super nervous there yeah, too yeah. she was afraid he's gonna see her yeah, yeah. um so walter frey yeah r.i.p <laughs> r.i.p to the the greasiest um <laughs> And then fun uh, with Michael Jackson. Baelish, Baelish <laughs> finds Sansa in the Godswood in the Netherlands. Uh, and uh, he, him and her discuss wants and desires uh, and just kind of his quest for the throne, Sansa tells him, which is so weird that she lets him stay there. She's like, I don't trust you, but well, you can hang out. I think, I, think Sansa, I think Sansa knows that she can now use... She knows all Baelish's tricks, right? Yeah. So she can kind of flip this relationship around where she's the one using him um, and... I mean, Baelish puts it all on the table there. He's trying to be slimy, wife well, up Sansa so that he can be Warden of the North. Yeah, that better be the case, because he gives her, he says something that's really inappropriate, which is, who do you think should lead Winterfell? Some bastard born in the South or the Lady of Winterfell? And Sansa stops and thinks about it and then walks away like, that's a treasonous statement in the North. And it's right after the conversation that Sansa and John have where they put all their differences aside and kind of decide to stick together now. I would like to believe at this point it's more what you were saying, that Sansa's like, all right, I see the game you're playing, Baelish. Let's let's play this fucking game. Let's see, let's see how good you are at it. Yeah, you could tell, like even from the episode before, that she has learned. Yes. How to play the game? Oh yeah. You know, so she knows how to play the game better than 
John knows how to play it or anybody else because she's seen it from Cersei. She's seen she's it from Pearlish. She's seen it from Ramsey. Like she's seen it from. And Ramsey was a great game player. Oh yeah. yeah. People think of him as like a scary torch. He was a smart. He was cunning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point too, what we get is like it's not exactly that saying, but it's it's starting to get there where. Baelish is used to being the smartest guy in the room, but right now he's playing checkers, and Sansa's not yet playing chess, but she's getting the pieces out. She's got, yeah. And next season she starts yeah. using those game pieces. She's Yeah, I mean, you make a great point. She's had frontline experience with the best in the game. Yeah. People like Tyrion, say, too, like Varys. People forget, though, like Ramsey's on that list, Cersei, that she's yeah. probably got, her and Arya have some great teachers for their respective fields, whereas Sansa's yeah. a mind and Arya's a warrior. Yeah. They each have had great training throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. Um... Benjen then drops off Bran uh, from last episode. Remember, Benjen saves Bran and uh, just picked him up from school. And he picks him up. up. <laughs> like, he picks him up. His dad's with him. He just like kind of drops him. Uh, and with uh, was it Mira and Reed? Mira, yeah, yeah, Mira Reed uh, at the tree. And then he just rides off. And it's a great moment where Bran goes, uh, I'll, "Thank you, Uncle Benjen." He says, "I wish you good fortune." And then he takes off. We will see Benjen one more time, which is mm-hmm. nice. Uh, and then Bran goes to the tree. He sees Ned with Lyanna, and this is when we. The show writers here tell you without telling you. Ned gets this baby. We can hear Liana say, like, he'll kill him if he finds out. Ned mm-hmm. looks at the baby. Uh, hard cut from the baby to Jon's, Jon Snow. Yep. So, In the same close-up face position. So you pretty much... Yeah. It's, it's strongly inferred that that's Jon. Yes. Strongly inferred. So... I don't think we know exactly who the father is yet in the show, but we know that Ned probably is not, and that Liana is at least the mother. Right, and you can have strong implications that what's his name, Rhaegar, Rhaegar. is that is John's father because the Kingsguard was there. Otherwise, yeah, because the Kingsguard was there, and then the whole idea that uh, Robert's rebellion was because he kidnapped and raped Lyanna, yeah, and and that if you know, raped quote unquote, did Robert believe that though? Did he believe she was kidnapped, or did he think that she ran away with him? No, No, I think yeah, she thought he thought that she was kidnapped. And raped. And, and being raped, raped and being okay. held at the tower. Mm-hmm. And so did Ned. Ned and, believed that, too. Mm-hmm. And that's why Ned went with... You could uh, so did John Aaron, too. With yeah. a great... Yeah. He had his best warriors with him. Yeah. And you could see Ned was fucking... You see... And the young actor who, first off, looks just like Sean Bean. Great choice. Secondly, you could see in that guy's face that he's processing a lot in his brain and he's fucking shook. You could see he's his sister's dying and he's realizing that she came here by choice. Yeah. she. This is her kid with this guy that... This guy's dad just killed our older brother and our dad. I just fought a war against my sister's husband's dad. We just killed what? My, what's shit going, going on? on. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. And he's and he's like, so your new father-in-law killed my dad and brother. You're what's? And I think you could see in the actor's face he does a great job of being mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? All my homies yeah. just died right yeah. outside. Everything yeah. is happening. Everything's yeah. a lie, and it's similar to it's not similar to this. Similar to the end of the Dark Knight Rises, which is like. When Bane kind of flips Batman and Gordon's yeah. whole thing, that like the whole thing about Harvey Dent being a good guy is a lie. Everything you've accomplished is based on a lie. Mm-hmm. And I think Ned, uh, you could see he lived with that guilt. But he, the thing is, too, I think a little bit of that face that he's making is he knows he has to live with more guilt hiding this yeah. John secret now. Because well, he's got to tell Catelyn that he, you know, he's yeah. got to come up with the plan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he also has to get, because um, Mirren Reed's father was there, too. Yeah. 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 Right. So, and then, uh, what was what was the brother's name? Man, uh, Arthur Dane. Arthur, uh, or brother of uh, Mary Jojen. Oh, Jojen. Yeah. Right. So Jojen, 
he probably knew who John was in the Starks and those kind of things in the back then too. Yeah, maybe. I just, you know? I, my thing is just like, I hope in the final season there is a moment where people are like, you know, Ned was a good guy. Everyone always believes it, but the one slip up on Ned's, the big blemish was that he had that bastard. Yeah. John, I think, while he will have that initial upset feeling of, wow, they lied to me, should at least feel some, but he kept me alive. Yeah. Robert would have killed him. And yeah. he met Robert, you know, and he met all those Baratheons. Yeah. And even if he sat there and said, I'm going to fight, uh, take up arms now and, you know, fight for my sister's child who should be the king of Westeros. Also, Robert's my best friend, too. Yeah. Like he yeah. has that going on. And Ned him. also is the one who rallied against sending the hitman after Daenerys. He yeah. said, we're not going to kill some you know young girl yeah. because of yeah. an old vendetta. He's like, let's just let bygones be... Just, just let it go, man. Uh, yeah. well, Ned, Ned was tired of fighting, you could tell at that point. And yeah. I think it was that yeah. guilt of living with that lie. I think a part of that had to do with uh, that whole thing that he had to live with. No one else knew, you know? Yeah. Um, then from there, people are kind of having a little jar fest back at Winterfell. Uh, some some gabbing back and forth, a little bit of uh, some chippiness, some chippiness, and uh, <laughs> you know the wildlings are getting called out, the veils getting called out, and then Lady Mormont's like, "Listen, you guys all need to shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, we're we're you guys were cowards essentially. Yeah. You, you dropped the ball when the I call know. came. You guys didn't answer. And great it, halftime speech. Great. I oh, want yeah. Lady Mormont to come in and talk to the team. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Really. it'd be like. You didn't fucking block the first half. You didn't do this in the first half. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, it's but it's like it's so striking because you have this old ten-year-old girl talking yeah. to prideful old men who run these huge houses, and they're all just like, "Yeah, you're right." Like, if, yeah, I can't say anything back. And then it ends with uh, all them pledging their swords to Jon Snow, who is now pronounced King of the North, the King of the North, the White Wolf. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah, quick look from Sansa to Baelish as this amazing King of the North chant is happening where Baelish looks at her like, well, I guess he's the king now. And Baelish, this is strikes, Baelish is pissed. Yeah, Because oh, yeah. Baelish needed that. He needed the North and he doesn't have it now. As long as John's alive, he doesn't have shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when Baelish really begins to start pitting Sansa against John and her family. Uh, and from there, um, after that, we get a little... Um, Jamie sees Cersei. Cersei is named oh, Queen yeah. of the Seven Kingdoms. Jamie arrives back from his uh, great, great time. Had a lot of great fun at Walter Gray's house. Uh, he arrives back and he's like, "Holy shit!" And you can see, Jamie loves Cersei, but I think at this point he's he's almost his mindset is like, "Oh no," because he I think he was like in his head like, "Let's just retire. Let's love each other somewhere. Let's go to Casterly Rock." At this point, everyone we love is dead, and he sees now that Cersei's fully in. She's embraced her power. And Jamie sees that the only end game for them now is death, because their enemies are not going to stop. Yeah, and they have—I mean, Cersei's sitting, sitting in the throne now, but there's no heirs or anything. So J- Jamie's like, "All right, well, we're sitting here, half our city's blown up. We have a queen on the throne that really has no future. So he's probably thinking in his mind, like, all right, this time to it. gear up for another war, probably. Yeah, long may she reign, yeah. they say. And, and you see J- Jamie's face is just much like Ned earlier he's processing a lot yeah and he just sees nothing but bloodshed in their future and I, again i think his mindset was let's who who cares that we bang everyone knows already let's just retire let's just get out of this racket you <laughs> know hang up the cleats yeah. and i think like he's just he, he accepted that she's like not 
a good person anymore. Not that she was like great, but she's right. lost a lot. She's of not going to have the DNA, switch that he had. Whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like starting to like sit in. And it's like nah, it it can get worse. Yeah. It doesn't oh, have yeah. to get better, but it, it can get worse. And it's like, man, how how bad is this going to get? Yeah. And now that her last kid's gone, she's just completely off the rails. Yeah. M- much like Sir Alistair said to Jon Snow, you'll be fighting the Wildlings battles the rest of your life. Jamie's realizing he's going to be fighting Cersei the rest of his life. And to, J- to Jamie's credit, he loves her. He does. Mm-hmm. He sees something in her that no one else sees. And I'm sure there's times that they have laughs. You know, I'm sure there's sometimes where they can sit, on, <laughs> they can sit on the couch and put on it's friends. It's weird to think about now, but yeah, they I mean. put they sit on the couch, they put on friends, and you know they don't fight. Yeah. But then it's just like she gets out in the open and she's calling this dude from the north a bastard. She's just being mean, you know. She's having little babies killed for you know. Remember when she had Robert's babies yeah. killed? I mean, uh, and then finally this episode ends with an awesome scene, which that entire host we talked about earlier of Daenerys's is on the ships and it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. There's nice. dragons in the sky. There's Dothraki on boats. There's, uh, there's, um, does there's she have the Tyrells. second sons? There's the Tyrells. The, t- the second sons are staying back. In That's Marine. right. Yeah. There's Sand Snakes. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, there's Varys. There's Tyrion. There's Daenerys. Mm-hmm. There's Theon's fleet. Yeah. She's, she's coming. Yeah. Varys teleported from Dorne. Yep. Back. Yeah. <laughs> his little, his little birdies. Uh, and then there's, um, uh, Unsullied. She's got everybody. Yeah. She's the coming whole in squad. I would also like to point out, though, that her Dothraki are not visible in that trailer. It's almost as if she keeps the Dothraki south. It's only Unsullied in Winterfell in that trailer. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I wonder if she keeps the Dothraki south in case in case Cersei gets a little... But you think Jon wouldn't allow that. You think Jon would be like, no, we need everybody. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know... It's just they edited. They don't have... Yeah, it could be edited that way. Or trailer. They don't have, like... They didn't bring their winter clothes. You know, True. They, uh, the they all froze to death. Yeah. 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 Dothraki is You can't go sleeveless up there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a good point about clothes. Um, so that's it. That's hmm. that's season six, episode ten, The Winds of Winter. There's great lots to unpack there, but we got some great segments coming up. So let's start with the rating. On a scale of 1 to 10, we'll kick it to you, Nick. We'd like to give our guests the first rating. What do you give this episode? Uh, I'd give it a 9. Yeah, it's one of the greats of all time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, it, the only reason it doesn't get a 10 for me is obviously Marjorie dies. That's devastating. But um, <laughs> Huge loss. <laughs> huge huge visual loss to the yeah. show. But, uh, yeah, it was a great episode. It really set the tone for what's you know going to come in mm-hmm. the seventh season and final season, too. Yes. Chris? Um, I gave it an 8. I, uh, I think... For me to get like close to ten, there's got to be some sort of like big battle or something. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it had everything you're looking for: drama out the freaking wazoo. Um, One of the great finales, I think, of all yeah. time. And so many implications for even season eight, not just season seven. So yeah, That's yeah, really this good. is it. This is the final real setup mm-hmm. for, and I think it puts the cap on season six, which for me is the greatest season. For me, you can disagree with that, but I think it's the greatest. I give it an eight because it's great. Like that little rhyme there, oh, nice. uh, and that rhyme technically makes it higher than a nine, so it's somewhere between a nine and a ten. So it, you get the rhyme curve. Yeah, you get a little rhyme curve. So it's <laughs> oh like no a nine shake point. curve. Oh, all right, shake curve takes it down. <laughs> That's right, yeah. eight and a half. Yeah. You got to go higher. So no <laughs> uh, and from there we got best line Yas Queen. Chris, you want to kick it off with I'll your best line? So actually, I have a few, um, but okay. Well, that's cool. I, I'm going to keep it simple here. <laughs> My best line was from Cersei to Septa Unella, just saying confess. You know, just hitting her back. With... Okay, that's my yes queen. Oh, yeah. no. You see, you see that? Look I that. think if someone uses your catchphrase against you, that's a massive burn. 
Oh yeah. She took yeah. her catchphrase, she flipped it and gave it back to us. So that's and, my and Yas she's Queen. She's pouring so wine on her. She's waterboarding her. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, um, my Yas Queen was Olena Tyrell to Obara Sand, yes. like one of the Sand Snakes, and she's like, "You look like an angry little boy. Do not presume to tell me what I need." <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that, that was mine too. That was yours. Yeah, that nice. was mine. She does look like an angry little boy. Yeah. Oh, she's great from the like just those characters from before, like how yeah. it's set oh, up, yeah. and then she just comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So you already nailed my Yas Queen, but my best line was from Lady Mormont, I don't care if he's a bastard, Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king from this day until his last day. Yeah. Great line. Do you got anything you want to add to the best line, Yas Queen? No, you guys took it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do around here, yeah. yeah it would be like that. Uh, also, moment. Uh, honorable, oh, honorable, honorable mention, mention uh, best line from Sansa to, Littlefing- or to uh, John: only a fool would trust Littlefinger. True. Yeah. That's good. True. If I see someone with little fingers, I'm not trusting him. <laughs> Hottest moment, Chris. Uh, hottest moment was... I'll lead off on this one. Okay, yeah, all right. I yeah, got two. Just steal my thunder. That's I got two, uh, but I'll start with one, and then maybe I'll circle back to my second. It's uh, Jon Snow being called the King of the North. Nice. It's beautiful. It's hot. Super yeah. hot. We'll go clockwise then, Nick. Okay. I, I really thought it was going to be for you, Dario, getting his heart broken. Well, that's that was just like... I, I really, so I really hot. thought it was. Uh, I guess for me, it, it has to be... Just Tom and falling down, man. That, yeah. that just like a, that set up like memes for the next fifty years. Oh, great gift! Wouldn't <laughs> it have been great? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great if they had the Looney Dudes? <laughs> 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 or he held up like one of those signs, like Wally Coyote, like uh oh, and fell. <laughs> Um, and then my hottest moment: Arya cooking Walder Frey's kids and then slitting his throat. That was mine. That was great. my second one. Yeah, this episode is actually filled with them. One Cersei. Yeah. Getting a little clap back. I hated the High Sparrow, so it's kind of... But I hate Cersei, too. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, it's like watching two enemies fight, you know? I wish so. somehow Marjorie made it out alive. Because yeah. she was the coolest, I think, out of all of them. It had to happen, but yeah, she was... She was Obviously, she knew how to play the game. Yeah. She, and she worked so hard to get to that point. And it was like, boom. It's like, Went through three husbands. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's like being the number one. I mean, there's probably so many examples of it in sports. The number one seed just tore. It's it's honestly it's Tom Brady's undefeated season and Eli fucking Manning just yeah. comes up drooling <laughs> with the win. The big mouth breather. The big mouth breather. <laughs> Eli Manning somehow. There's the David Tyree catch against the helmet. Plaxico Burris. This is pre pre club shooting uh, himself. <laughs> he just everything was working for Eli in that season. Uh, they were like nine and seven, weren't they? The Giants that year. Yeah. And Eli yeah, just mouth breathed his way through the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, he had a terrible regular season, and then all he did was like not throw picks in the playoffs. And, they, and the defense really the defense cared. Which for Eli is tough. Not throwing picks yeah. for Eli is tough. Oh. Jason Pierre-Paul had a full hand. That's full true. Hand. He had, he had ten hand. fingers. <laughs> and all, you ever watch Eli, if you ever want to have just the worst bit of fun, watch the Giants play football and watch all that talent with Eli dropping back. It's brutal sometimes. Yeah. Um, so from there, we got... Oh, fan favorite moment. Chris, you want to... Or no, we got uh, the Mount Rushmore. We got Mount Rushmore. That's right. Actually. Oh, shit. Jaw-dropping moments. Uh, so this so... is in Thrones history. Any moment that made you drop your jaw and go, whoa. I always draft this live. So if Chris takes one of mine, I'm going to be pissed. But we always let our guests get the first pick. Oh, yeah. It's a snake draft. Or we're just going. We'll we're do, yeah. Going. So right. one, so, two. All right. All right. So What's your first pick? My first pick. Oh, man. This is brutal. I, I, I would say... One of my favorite moments was in the Battle of the Bastards when the the veil comes in. That is a drug. Oh, yeah. That was on my big That's board. Great. It's off the big you board. Know, when That's everyone's great. suffocating there and it just like the horns, the horn, and then right. boom. That's a big one. Oh yeah. Uh, What's your my first pick? First one is the Red Wedding. Shit. Because yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. 
That's a good one. I, I, and I, I was going to give that. I, I was going to say Red Wedding, but I wanted to, you know, yeah. give you guys. It's all right. Believe me. <laughs> believe me. These, these, the big board goes quick. By the we end, almost fight. Always, we almost fight. We fight every week because he took Rick on once, and that's my pick for hated characters. I did let him drop. To you like got mad at me though because I once shank. I once. So we once did like best minds in Westeros, and Chris is like, "Well, I already know who I'm going to take." And I was like, "You love Tywin, so of course you take Tywin." And then when we actually recorded, well, you said that Tywin wasn't going to be one of your picks. You said before that. we recorded, and then <laughs> and then we get on the air, and he's like, "You can pick first and I go. Tywin. <laughs> uh, so my first pick will be any fan who watches Game of Thrones thinks Ned Stark is the star of the fucking show, and then he gets his head cut off. So the beheading of Ned Stark. Nice. Uh, so that'll be second pick now for you, uh, Nick. Uh, all right, I would say when uh, the drop jaw dropping. Yeah, it just makes uh, you go whoa. I would have to say. Um, Ramsey getting eaten by his own dog. That's a fun one. That's I love nice. that one. That was a good time. I, was, I always wondered how he was going to die, and I love that death. That was a good yeah. time had by all. <laughs> good time had by all. Um, all right, mine is from this episode, the stuff being blown up. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Wild that's stuff. One. I'm going to take the mountains come from behind victory on Prince Oberyn. That's that out of nowhere, up. heads crushed. So mountain yeah. come from behind. You love when the mountain comes from behind. From behind I'm a big mountain. <laughs> Let me tell you does, something. Yeah. He generates a lot of power. <laughs> um, I would go next. I would have to say a uh, jaw-dropping moment would be... Uh, oh God, it's painful to say, but it was finding out... This is honestly should have been my number one, but it's like when you find out why Hodor says Hodor. Oh, that's a great... Wow, oh, that's a great yeah. pick. That's a Just great like, pick. I mean, honestly, I, I never thought I would cry in this show, but I, I, I cried. I won't lie. That was a no, very sad moment. Yeah. Very sad moment. Um, Jaw-dropping. I'm going to have to go with when Danny first like burns down or, or like oh, when she walks into the fire. I wrote it down before... Uh, oh, uh, God. Did you look at that? That's it. Shit. <laughs> I should have traded my third and fourth for your third. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, when she kills Khal Drogo, comes out with the three dragons. Yeah. Fuck, that's such a good one, too. Because mm-hmm. she's she's looking great. All sorts. <laughs> looking great in that soot. All burnt, uh, up. All burnt up and sexy. <laughs> Shit, so now i got to really dig deep here because I like to think. Uh, so jaw-dropping moments in Game of Thrones history. Hmm. I'd say, oh, I'll say at Hard Home when the Night King raises all the dead. Oh yeah, that was that really made good. me drop my jaw. That was really good. Night King gets Night King raises. Uh, so your fourth picnic. <sighs> yeah, that is a good one. I gotta make sure I don't go into season seven here for you guys. Um, I mean, we can do we can do all, the whole. We can series. do all time. Yeah, we can do all time. time. All right, yeah, when the wall comes down. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. That's oh, a big yeah. jaw dropper. Oh yeah. You're just like, that's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden you're like, nope, it happened. <laughs> we got to deal with that now. Um, mine is going to be, my final pick is going to be uh, when Egret catches the arrow at, oh, at the, yeah. the Watchers of the Wall. Your heart stops. Sad. Wow. Uh, jaw dropping for me will be fourth and final pick. Um, uh, when Jon Snow gets killed. Yeah. At, the, at the at the wall when yeah. the, uh, the Night's Watch kills him, he's R. raised R. by Mel. So I'll see John Snow's death. R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. to John, and uh, also happy birth to John because he's reborn. <laughs> can I can I get a redo on the Ramsey getting his face? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, you can do a redraft. Sure. Jaw dropping was uh, Masanja taking off her necklace. Oh, oh right, yeah. That I was know. well. That was boob dropping too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything dropped. Everything was dropped. That's, that's 
honestly how you destroy the Night King right there. <laughs> you just show him those bad boys. He kills so, himself. All right, I don't, I don't want to be down here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm he's going like, back up going. People are sick fucks. He's going to rebuild that one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got it. I'm also, I don't mention, speaking of Mel, the demon baby that came out and yeah. killed Renly. Oh, yeah. That was... Unexpected. Unexpected. I'm getting it ready. Sorry, you guys just heard it. Getting it ready for our next segment, which is, Chris, your favorite? And we got some uh, You Blew It going on. So I will lead us off here. Um, lead us off. Who's your first blower? My first blower is Lanny Lan, a fan favorite, <sighs> when we, he doesn't stop the wildfire. Well, also RIP to Lanny. Uh, oh, we yeah. don't get to discuss him anymore because he's dead. He was we much like no the Trader of Spices. <laughs> he was an unnecessary character that we fell in love with. He, like... I never the first like three times I watched the series I never really liked Lanny but then that when, we, when we did <laughs> when we did the <laughs> podcast I fell in love with him I don't know why yeah he, he had a lot of heart he yeah. did right. so uh, Lanny Lan you blew it RIP. you blew it you blew it Lanny do you think he could have gotten there I don't I mean I think he should have started crawling a lot quicker yeah I a mean, lot was on the line you get, you get paralyzed you can't like come on I, I mean people have taken worse on the show. Ned Stark took like a whole spear through the leg in the next episode. He's walking yeah. around. Like well, yeah, he had a stab wound. You can try to stand up. Get to your feet. Get well, to your feet. I'm thinking <laughs> you got it. The kid got him right in the spine. The kid. Know? The kid hit a good spot. Yeah. yeah the kid. The kid. Spot. You got him. Uh, my you blew it is Tommen. All right, because for a lot of reasons, he gave radicals power. He let his mom and his wife be tormented. He uh, he forgot that the window didn't have stairs. Uh, <laughs> so all in all, Tommen had a bad episode. So Tommen. You blew it. You, you blew fucking it. blew it. You blew it, Tommen. You blew Nick, it. Nick, who do you think blew it in this episode? I, I'm going to keep it with the Tommen theme. Who was supposed to be watching him? Right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's like someone... Who's Cer- Cer- Cersei was like, all right, someone stay with Tommen while this is happening. Yeah. It's like, you're, it's like, where'd you go? A little bathroom break? And then yeah. the kid jumps out the window? Good luck explaining that one. So to the person watching Tommen. You blew it. You blew it. Tom and Chaperone, never getting hired as a babysitter. <laughs> never again. getting hired, no. That's like when you're at like a school dance and the chaperone has no clue that the cheerleaders are getting finger banged under the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. No no clue. Tom and also because the mountain doesn't really talk, you had to believe like when you saw Tom and walk into the window, he's kinda like up oh, oh. he's like raises his finger, like, wait, nope. Oh shit. I'm not telling anyone about this. He runs down the stairs. <laughs> um so next segment, get George a date. We gotta find George R. R. Martin a date. George this is usually date pretty topical i'll start and, and i think george loves strong female characters and who's stronger than captain marvel oh, captain marvel nice. she's hot right now she's in theaters i'm gonna be going seeing that soon i think uh and she can blast him in all sorts of ways and i think he'd be into that so isn't uh, she they were saying that she's like the first lesbian superhero right is she lesbian i didn't know that i think i i, I remember movie, reading in, that that in the movie she's a lesbian yeah if she's like, not then you're gonna have a lot of explaining yeah. to do or no you know what maybe that that was actually uh superwoman show or batwoman show yeah, coming it's bat, bat, batgirl, batgirl yeah. i think batgirl. is in the in the uh, iteration they're doing in the comics she's the first Okay. Lesbian in the comics. I don't I mean, know. Maybe I got my articles mixed up. Anyways, yeah. there's gonna be a lesbian superhero. Yeah. Whatever you were watching out. on the internet last night <laughs> might not be factual. Uh, but I'm going with Captain Marvel. Nice. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, who wants to go next? You, you got a date for George? Yeah. I I don't know. This is the first person that came to mind for me. The uh, pigeon lady from Home Alone Two. That's great. It's <laughs> great choice. Uh, I just I just figure you know she has that perfect space for him to write up there you know in her little yeah uh, place mm-hmm. and yeah just. I, I like the visual of them together. He would get her some ravens, though. Yeah, yeah he'd get her some ravens. Some she's, ravens. And, and honestly, that's full circle. Macaulay Culkin, Michael Jackson, Jackson. Oh, pigeon oh. all the way around. I love oh. that. 
Yep. Deep, deep breath. Fucked up. <laughs> Fucked up. Um, what do you know, Macaulay? My George date is uh, Gail King, who, of course, is the journalist. Who interviewed R. Kelly. Who interviewed R. Kelly. Oprah's she, best friend. She kept her calm. R. Kelly's freaking out. She's just sitting there like, Robert, all right? <laughs> dude, if, if R. Kelly's screaming next to me, it's sort of like when you're on the train and there's a dude being weird. You just move to the next car. She didn't. She, she's, she was chilling she's, I'm in my seat. I'd probably be like, I'd be like, dude, come on. We all, come on. You did it. You, were you would be a terrible interviewer. <laughs> You did it. You did it. But you know what? That kind of talk about full circle because you talk about uh, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, made me think of Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? And he was doing oh, R. The P, Kelly. The P video. You know? He was oh, doing yeah, R. Kelly sketches, Michael Jackson, Candy Cane. You. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was hitting this stuff 15, 16 years ago. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, everyone's so ignorant. They're like, no. Would you like to climb my wishing tree? <laughs> uh, next episode, unnecessary titties. Next uh, segment. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I'm all over the place. <laughs> so, who wants to go first in this? Well, Chris, you got this. I'll lead us off. Right, lead uh, us off. My unnecessary titties was the uh, prostitute in the beginning with Grandmaster Picel. She just had like a titty hanging out, asking for money, and she didn't get it. They didn't need nudity there. Uh, yeah. Do you think he hires prostitutes like Holden Caulfield and Catcher in the Rye just to like talk to him? Or do you think he's trying to like do stuff with them? Well, they're always naked. I think I think there's smacking. I think there's both because they showed him talking. One of the things I saw was a deleted scene was like uh, when Picel was talking to Tywin. Tywin's like, stop pretending in front of me. And he stopped hunching and he stood up. It was oh, like, really? you know, like, yeah. whatever. Like, they, they didn't put in the show whatever, but like a lot of his stuff was like it's an fake. act. Yeah, that, he's fake. in the mirror and then he just goes... And you even yeah. see it, like, when the kids come, he kind of, like... Straightens up. Yeah. He kind of straightens up. Yeah. Well, he whacks that shit. first yeah, he, real he gives one a right hook. He gets one do you think? Good. Do you think, honestly, let's say you got... How many kids were there? Six? Let's say you got uh, six kids with little knives running at you. Just six. Let's just say six. Do you think you could fight them off? I think you could, Chris. You could. I, my plan would be to, like, run away. But, like, if, <laughs> yeah. if I can't run, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight it for as long as I can. You but... think you could whack them all your way out of six kids? Let's here's say they're ten years old. You gotta get a knife. You gotta get a knife. You don't think you could whack six down real quick? You got reach. Dude, here's the thing, though. Like, if one of them gets up behind you and hits you in a critical area, you're gonna... Yeah. It's, Even there's... if they're in the ground, like, you knock them to the ground and they stab you in the calf. Yeah. Right. That's like, yeah. uh, there's your leg. They cut your Achilles or something. One gets you low and then the other gets you high. You're getting high low by these Oh, so, you, but let's just say there's Chris. Could you? All right, all things equal. Could you beat up six kids? Yes. Oh, dude, I'll yeah. beat the shit out of six kids. But they, if they got knives, I, we're talking a different yeah, story. I think I could even beat up like six unarmed six kids. And we're talking kids. We're really talking like what eight to ten? Yeah. Yeah. Once you get into twelve year old I mean, category, they were sizable <laughs> kids. They were. They were, yeah. they were sizable they, kids. They've been living on the streets. Oh yeah, that's true. those kids those are scrappers. Those are scrappers. I want to know how much candy that took though. Yeah, what kind of like? <laughs> like, like, how much candy did it take to get them to to do some of that shit? You know, yeah, probably probably a couple a uh, couple meat pies from Aria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You, I mean, that's probably true. But anyway, so Chris, you heard it here, folks. Chris can beat up kids. Uh, <laughs> so my unnecessary titties is uh, Sansa's trust of Baelish at this point. Uh, for me, it was frustrating up until this point. He, he kind of owes Sansa his way into her life. You know, oh Sansa, Sansa. Uh, and uh, he was always sliding all over. But uh, don't worry, folks, because those days are limited, and soon Sansa will be sliding. She'll be sliding on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have any unnecessary Yeah, unnecessary there, wasn't, there was a- actually a lot of titties in this episode in terms of just yeah. actual titties. But, like, I just saw I w- two individual titties. <laughs> yeah. But it could be anything that's <laughs> yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I thought of, like, more so is, like, when Picel's down at the end, 
you know, because he's already been stabbed multiple They're times. They're giving him and business. And they just like let it on there a little bit, yeah. a little bit longer for the the blood to cough up on his face. A little after then, the like, whistle. Little, he's still alive. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought he'd be dead by now, but yeah. Yeah, it takes. I mean, I've watched a lot of like crime documentaries and stuff. People, it takes like forty five stab wounds to get someone before they die. You, you know? look at the yeah. Ted Bundy one, man. Those girls at the FSU, like three of them lived, and he fucked them up yeah. with like sticks. He was just like cracking them, and they lived. So I don't know. I guess it's hard. But Picel, though, especially because he's old, and he's like in the blood that's out of his stomach and his face. Uh, in terms of blood loss, though. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, if you, you can take trauma without blood loss, but once the blood starts flowing, you yeah. die, I think, fairly quick. And Picel is just like, oh, wait, oh, 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 oh. it's yeah. like, I thought about this. Oh. Speaking of Ted Bundy and you blew it, I think the same person watching Ted Bundy was watching Tommen. Like, yes. how the hell that guy uh, get out? The same guy. Yeah. Like, Ted Bundy, that's true. Like, I'm like, how the fuck does this guy Ted Bundy, out, second like... floor of that library. He was just <laughs> yeah. like, what do we got here? That'd be like if Tommen jumped out, lived, came back up, and then jumped out again. Yeah. <laughs> I just love Ted Bundy's mindset where he's like, that, that bush will catch me. <laughs> uh, final segment, which is Trial by Combat, which, of course, is me coming up with a TV show. Mm-hmm. This week I got a really interesting one because I got really I was watching a show about hypnosis and I thought about hypnosis kind of being pretty cool. So it's a show about hypnosis, uh, and there's this big bootied witch who wears uh, black and white striped shorts and hypnotizes her prey by twerking in front of them uh, with her big old butt. And she says stuff like "You getting <laughs> she she says stuff like you getting sleepy, bitch," and she's twerking in front of them. Uh, and it's called hypno twerk. She's a witch that hypnotizes people via twerk. Uh, okay. You know, like whenever okay. someone gets hypnotized, it's always like black and white swirls. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, a black yeah. and white shorts. She just twerks in front of them. But you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful when you say "big booty witch" because you can easily. Sure, it's twenty nineteen. You, you gotta be careful. With yeah, that. yeah. Big well, booty witch with a W. She's yeah, a witch. Right. Could be the same witch in Squirrel Boys. It could have been a crackhead. Got a whole lot of stuff. That's true. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. It is next week. Oh, y'all's on Let Me Hey. No, that's interesting. I, I actually. So I thought we were going to do a best of the trial by combat Let's do it. this week. Let's do it. Uh, so I, I came up with a few of my favorites, and I forgot some of the names. Uh, I'll but, help you. But Smoker the Joker was by far one of my favorites. Nick went to Columbia with me. He is a person who knows he's, he majored in comedy writing performance, correct? Yep. So tell him about uh, Smoker so the Joker, you know your Chris. Shit. Yeah. All right, so Smoker the Joker is a show that he came up with where the Joker from Batman is... His roommates with a pothead. His roommates with a pothead. <laughs> and for some reason, they're actually like great friends, so the Joker never tries to like fuck with him. He never anything. would kill him. He's But he gets mad at him because the Joker's out fighting Batman. He comes home, the dishes aren't done. Doug, Doug just blazed, and he ate all the Joker's pizza. And the Joker's like, there has to be personal space, you know? So that one's one of my favorites. Another one, what was the Jesus rap one? Oh, where Jesus becomes a rap star. So uh, Stations of a Boss. Stations of a Boss is great. That one's good. Um, the whole Boys, Boys anthology, but specifically Porter Potty Boys. Porter Potty Boys, Slippery Boys. Just because of a personal uh, story that I knew of a friend who had a Porter Potty Boy experience. Where he had, he had a concert a Porter Potty. Yeah. Um, the Slippery Boys was good because they were just sliding around everywhere. Yeah, you didn't like Fish Fuckers. The fish Fuckers, I didn't really like uh, uh, Legal Jannies. Legal Jannies was awful. Um, Sock Boys was good. Yes. Um, and of course, Squirrel Boys. Squirrel Boys. <laughs> Uh, what was the human centipede one? That one was good. Oh, too. shit. It's uh, Santa's Little Boys. Santa's <laughs> Little Boys. Where it's just a bunch of Rickons just... <laughs> ass to mouth. Just ass to mouth. Flying Santa's sleigh. 
<laughs> Kicking legs. Santa goes nuts and he kills all of his reindeer, so he asked him out to a bunch of Rickons in human centipede fashion, <laughs> and then they fly his sleigh. Like, but when they do it, it's like the claymation Rudolph. You know how their legs were very yeah. like square in yeah. motion. That's oh, what yeah. Rickons almost. <laughs> Yeah, so those are my favorites. Those are classics, man. I forgot about the Santa's Little Boys. The Santa's Little Boys are yeah. good. So, based on all that and what you know about show business, there's a 0% chance any of that could ever be on television. <sighs> we, yes. couldn't, we couldn't Smoker have a bunch of boys asked him out. Smoker the Joker would be like a funny, like, uh, if DC was kind of like Marvel. They let you do it. I would love, like, you know, my whole they did mindset. that with the Grand uh, Master on Thor Ragnarok. They right. had him be a roommate with somebody in Australia. They yeah. took your fucking idea. They took your, I want. They took your idea and they did it with the Grand Master. We got to say, and I want a good laugh track too. Like I want the Joker to have like a fucking laugh track whenever he says Life something. He's like ha, ha ha ha. And sometimes, as Dan Dillon put it, it's like a bunch of jokers, and you can hear like the Joker laugh in the back. It'd be great. I, I mean, I think I think we push. To get the smoker and the Joker, but we gotta sue. We gotta sue Marvel first, right? Easy. Which, yeah, yeah that'll we'll be a piece of cake. Piece of cake. Our lawyers. We'll get Michael powerful. Jackson's lawyers. We'll get his Joe. We'll get his lawyers. <laughs> we'll get Ja Rule and Billy McFarlane from Fire Festival. We're set. Andy King will suck some dicks for us. Andy we'll be King. Good. Will, Andy King will suck all those dicks. <laughs> but all right, that was a great show. Um, season seven will be coming at you fast next week. Uh, Nick, it was great to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, great job, Nick. Thanks for coming on. We'll be uh, dropping that new cover photo. Um, by the time this airs, the, our new cover photo will be on there, so that'll be tight. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, you all good? I'm all good. Uh, or today. Today, <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. today. today. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys very much. And uh, Daenerys, hit me up. I can be your rebound.